0: Time to travel with Karen Key. Well, Durbanville Wine Valley will be celebrating the harvest season at its annual Feast of the Grape, which takes place at the Durbanville Racecourse over the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd of March. And joining me now is Bernard Vella. He's the owner of Natida Cellar and chairperson of the Durbanville Wine Valley route. Bernard, good evening. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Karen. Nice talking to you. So and welcome and hello to the listeners as well.
0: Feast of the Grape. It sounds sort of uh, very yummy. Feast of the Grape. Tell us what's happening. How long has this been going on? What, what year is this that this has been happening?
1: Uh, Karen, I think it's probably the seventh or eighth year that, we've, that we're doing it, but it's the first time we've decided to do it as a central festival rather than individual festivals on the
0: farm. So how different uh,
1: is
0: so No So on. I was going to ask how different that was going to be this year, if it was all going to be in one place now.
1: Yes, I think what we're really trying to do is we, we're, we're trying to combine not only the wine farms, but other aspects of the Domeville Valley into our, into our festival as well. Uh so whereas before we would do individual festivals on the farm where each one of the farmers looked at showing their wines, this time we're not only going to show our wines, but we're going to show what the rest of the farming community does in the Durbanville area as well. So, we're going to have horses around, we're going to have cows around, we're going to have sheep around. Uh, we talk about lots of action, of course, for the kids always because we tend to be a kid-friendly environment. Uh, so, there's lots and lots of things to do on, on, on the thing. And, and because we can do essentially... I think there's so much more that we can offer in, in one in one area.
0: Quite an unusual venue you've chosen, though, Bernard.
1: Yeah, we're trying to look for something a little bit more neutral, um, because uh, when it gets to sort of presenting brands in, on one of the farms, that get, can get a little bit tricky. Um, and also the, the golf course is just such a beautiful environment with these uh, beautiful lush green lawns that we don't necessarily have on the farms and all the facilities to present food and things like that. So, it becomes quite an ideal venue for, for, for the presentation of such a central uh, festival.
0: So, how many wineries are going to be on show at the festival?
1: With, with 10 wineries that, that belong to the Durnable Wine Valley Association, and we, all 10 are going to be there. Uh, and most of them have restaurants on the farms as well, and those farms will be presenting food for the, for, for the festival and, and over the two days of the Saturday and the Sunday.
0: So, there's food and wine, so people can have something to eat yeah, while they're busy and, tasting. And
1: there'll be stuff for kids to, uh, to, 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 to eat as well. And, so we try and keep for quite a sort of broad spectrum of people. There'll be live music on the day, so it'll it'll be a great fun day, not only to try our wines but to sit around and have some good food, and generally have a uh, have a fun time on on beautiful lawns in in our beautiful valley.
0: Well, talking about fun times, there are two things that piqued my interest. The one was the grape stomping, and the other one was milking a cow. And it's not as easy as people think. I have tried it before.
1: Well, I, I think it's very hard, and <laughs> I think it's, what's, it's something that we're experiencing in our schools around the area. You know, a lot of people are so uh, urbanised nowadays. If they seen a car, sometimes kids are lucky, never mind getting close to one and milking one. So I think that's quite an opportunity for kids to get involved with. And uh, we hope we have tolerant cars that allow all this
0: to happen <laughs> around them. So no, it's, I said it was over the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd of March. And what yeah. times is it open and what are the ticket prices, that sort of thing?
1: It's, it's both, uh, both uh, Saturday and Sunday this coming weekend, from uh, 12 till 5 is the official uh, festival time. Uh, but we'll probably close around about six o'clock in the evening to allow people to get home and, and, and get the little ones to bed and things like that. The prices are 100 rand for adults, and the 100 rand gives you access to the venue. it will give you the wine tasting, gives you a, a beautiful uh, a wine glass—not just a, a simple taster, but a proper nice wine glass. Uh, the music and, and all the entertainment that goes with it. Uh, kids are 50 rand a person per child, uh, and that gives them access to. Well, the kids' entertainment we've set up, and there's going to be uh, funny rides and face painting and jumping castles and lots and lots of stuff like that. We're also trying to sort of introduce a bit of the old sort of uh, festival thing. Like, So we'll have toffee apples and popcorn and, and candy floss and all that sort of stuff around for the little ones. So we're really trying to make it an old-fashioned farm festival.
0: Now, I'm, I already in some promo information that you were going to be having something old-school games. What old-school games?
1: Well, I think we're talking about sack races and eggs,
0: Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And apples out of the gum and things like that. So it's, it's, it's really trying to get a little bit more traditional and in, in, in some of the old-style way of turning around a farmyard.
0: Don't, don't call them old, Bernard, because I remember those things. It's making me feel very well, old now, sack <laughs> races. and I'm in the same boat. <laughs>
1: But I promise you, I've got young kids, and they don't know about those things. Oh, don't, don't, don't,
0: don't, mention it, Bernard. i just sort of say, "Oh, really? This is something new. Never seen this yeah. before." <laughs> it could make me yeah. feel very old here. Well, oh, those are fun. I mean, the egg and spoon races and sack races and you know, bobbing for apples. I mean, those are all, all really yeah, no, all fun things. things yeah. Really fun. And, and, and
1: you know, it's, I think kids get so involved in electronic stuff nowadays mm. right, that. I think we lose out on some of those really sort of fun things that we did as kids. Absolutely. That's a
0: great fun. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned yeah. that the tickets were 100 Rand for adults, 50 Rand for children. Now, I know you can book them directly through it's webtickets.co.za, but if people just yeah. pitch up on the either one of the Saturday or the Sunday, it, can yeah. they buy the tickets when they get there or not?
1: You can buy the tickets at the door, although we, we do we would like to encourage people to, to buy at, uh, tickets beforehand. Um, because we do have a limit of how many p- people we will allow into the venue on, on each of the days.
0: I was going to ask you about uh, that. What is the limit?
1: We, we, we're hoping for uh, 6,000 people for the weekend. So wow. We're talking about probably 3,500 three people
0: a day. Okay, that, that's an, a large number of people, but there's a, it's a it big is, space. but
1: the venue is a... big, and we've, uh, so we've got lots and lots of food stalls. And, and we're not only got, we, we don't only have food stalls from from the restaurants, but we've got some guys bringing shakateria, and we've got some cheese guys around. We've got two uh, dairy farms that are produce, produce, uh, presenting their product around. There's going to be honey and cake and all sorts of stuff. So there's lots and lots of stuff for people to eat and drink and um, have fun
0: with. Well, if you were wanting to know what to do this weekend, there you go. Lots of fun things happening at the Durbanville Racecourse. And it's going to be a wonderful family event. That's the nice thing, though, Bernard, is you've, you've included that's the, the awesome. children very well. So it's a, it that's really that's is a family a outing. Yeah. Mm, it's a very, very good family outing. A, a nice, wholesome yeah. one with all those fun things from back in the day before we remember. Hey, it's long, long time yeah. ago. No, no,
1: I think we will say, you know, we're going to bring some old tractors in. There's some big new tractors. And so, there's, you know, we, we had some tractors on the farm for, for, for functional but we did about a year ago. And uh, the biggest jungle gym were the big tractors. Oh, wow. The kids love being on
0: them. Well, that sounds like a load of fun. and we'll, uh, yeah. It sounds like you're going to have a wonderful weekend, Bernard. And I wish you a, a full house, lots and lots of yep. people. And I hope you all have a great time.
1: Thank you very much. And and just to let everybody know, the weather is looking fantastic, so we'll have wonderful two sunny days.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Bernard, thank you so much for joining me and telling us all about that. Thank you so much. Thank,
1: Thank you for the interview.
0: Pleasure. Have a good evening. No. Good, good night. Bernard Vella is the owner of Natida Cellar and chairperson of the Durbanville Wine Valley Route. And if you'd like to find out more about Feast of the Grape, take a look at the website. It's www.durbanvillewine.co.za. And he suggests you book because they well, limited 3,500 people per day, but there are limited tickets. You need to book your tickets before you get there if you can. It's www.webtickets.co.za. And it's called Feast of the Grape. <laughs> Time to travel with and
1: Key.
0: Well, staying with wine and wine festivals, it's off to Paul now for the annual Omiberg Round the Rock Festival, which is fast becoming a favorite harvesting fair in the Paul Winelands. It's taking place on Saturday the 9th of March. And to tell us what to expect this year, I'm joined now by Annelies Struble, and she's the CEO of the Paul Wine Route. Annalise, good evening. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Corinne. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Lots and lots of wonderful wine things happening. I was just talking to Bernard Veller about the Durbanville one this weekend, you the following weekend. So tell me what we can expect, because Omieburg has also been going for quite a while now.
2: Yeah, it's our sixth year that we're hosting Omieburg. And, um, well, traditionally during harvest, sellers are normally closed to the public. Um, So in Paul, what we do is once a year year in harvest, every second Saturday in March, actually we open the cellars to, to visitors to come and taste the young wine of that harvest. So in this case, it will be this year's harvest, 2013. And people can actually taste wine straight from the tank that's unfiltered and um, filtered, paired with the onion tart.
0: Wow, okay. So that, that's actually quite unusual because normally if you're coming to the cellars, you don't normally get to taste the very young wines.
2: Yeah, that is what makes the art festival so unique, um, is the fact that you can actually taste the young wines. It actually came about from the Navajo Festival, that was held... Years ago um, on Pole Mountain.
0: How many sellers are taking part this year, Elise?
2: We've got 17 wine um, sellers participating this year, and they're all situated around our famous Pole Rock,
0: which is an icon in itself, if you like. I mean, everybody knows Pole Rock. Magnificent. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about some of the sellers that will be taking part, because I mean, people I think are aware of some of the bigger sellers, but tell us about I mean, I think people would know Niederberg, for example, but tell yes. us what else is out there.
2: Well, it is a decentralized event, so basically what happens, um, each of the 17 wineries do host their own events on the day, and um, the events that they host is actually very true to their nature and personality. So, like, for instance, like you mentioned, in Niederburg, um they, you know, home to master MasterChef, so what they will do is they will present a food and wine pairing tutorial for people to, to come and join in. And then you've got like the wineries um, where we've got Cape Wine Master Mary Lou from Blackpool Wines that will give you a glimpse and perhaps even a hands-on experience in a cellar. And then also a very unique opportunity at Oldham Private Vineyards with the owner, Dr. Gregory Olsen, who was the third civilian to visit the International Space Station in 2005. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Yeah, he will give actually a talk um, on his experience and people can actually, you know, stand a chance to win a bottle of wine. Um, with the International Space Station label on.
0: Wow. Okay, you can't buy those. You have to go to the talk and hopefully win one.
2: Yes. Yeah, there's a raffle going for, for one of those.
0: That's actually quite a unique event to have at a wine festival. Somebody who's actually been up in space.
2: Yes. And what is so nice is that each of our wineries actually do have one unique event that they actually do have. You know, we've got Vinotherapy you know, going on and um, that's very unique to, to Millersop Vineyards. And you know um, Fairview, very known for their cheese um, and their masterclass pastings. And yeah, so each winery actually do have one event that's very unique to, to themselves.
0: So well how many people are you expecting at the at the festival? And being being a decentralized festival, it's it just, you know, you can take a lot more people because they're moving around all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, um last year we had just shorter four and a half thousand people. Um, so we're expecting we normally grow by a thousand people per per year, so we're expecting around about five and a half thousand this year. Um yeah, and people can actually move around in shuttles that we've got um, travelling between the farms so they can park the, their cars um, and then make use of the shuttle so they don't actually need to, to worry about the, the alcohol consumption and travelling. And we've also got a service called Scooter Angels on hand for people who actually want to make use of them to travel home.
0: Now, I have heard of them. They are active here in Cape Town. For t- yes. those who don't know about Scooter Angels, tell people what they are.
2: <laughs> it's actually a service where people, you know, that they, they actually drive your car home for you Um, And then, you know, they've got another car following just to take the the driver home again. And they will, uh, special for our festival, if they charge nine rand a kilometre, their normal rate is 11 rand a kilometre, and they will also waive the um, membership fee of 50 rand that you need to pay up front. So anyone can actually make use of them during
0: our festival. I have to just ask you, Annalise, why is it only on for one day?
2: Well... um, Historically, you know, I think what happened was, because it's August, um, we mm. felt you know, on the Saturday people kind of like look for something else to do and want to get out of Cape Town. Um, and that's how we, we started with, with Round the Rock. What we do on the Sunday for people that really want to take things a bit slower, um, you know, they, they don't want to do like the, the whole festival vibe, um, a lot of our wineries actually do offer very um, nice lunches. Some wine tastings as well, Um, um, Alton Winery actually do a seven course food and wine pairing on the Sunday. Um, So, yeah, there's special events happening on the Sunday, although the the festival is officially only
0: on the 9th of March. And is this a family event, Annelise? Yeah, absolutely. I
2: mean, you know, apart from from all the unique experiences that we offer, um, each of the wineries also will offer a harvest um, event, you know, grape stomping, wine blending, etc. And we also focus that, you know, that there is children activities at each of our wineries um, and even food that is child-friendly.
0: Now, if people are wanting to come out, it's on the Saturday. What time does it start on the Saturday morning?
2: It starts from 10 and it runs through till 6 o'clock. And people can book tickets through computicket.com. That's 80 rand per person. And then there's also tickets available on the day at each of the participating sellers for 100 rand.
0: Okay. Now, if people are coming out there, they might want to stay over. How's the accommodation looking? I mean, I know there's lots of accommodation in that part of the world, but are you full already or is there still time for people to book? I
2: think some of the wineries um, that do have um, guest houses on the front are full, but um, people can also just go to com, and that is for Pole Tourism, where they can actually um, book accommodation.
0: Okay, and there's lots of B and Bs, there's accommodation on the farms themselves. We've been out and stayed at a few of them. I know there's yes. a Ridgeback, I think we've stayed there, that was wonderful. And Labaree also has wonderful accommodation as yes, well. Yeah,
2: people can still try at Labourie and Ridgeback. Um I've already had um some inquiries, you know, for people that want to stay on the wine farms. Um but there's there's several of them around. So I'm sure that there's still some space available.
0: And as you said, if the people want to stick around for the Sunday, I mean, a lot of those restaurants on the farms are open on a Sunday, so and they can go yes. and do wine tastings and have lunch and whatever else they want to do as well.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Lobby is actually hosting on the evening of the 9th. They've got a, a, a music um, concert with Matthias Ritz, um, and on, and then on Sunday night, Reeboks um, They've got DNA Strings actually performing. As well, so.
0: so there's a lot going on there yes, yes And if people can't get down there for the 9th of March You said the website was com. That's the tourism um, website yes. And uh, you, I mean people can come any time of the year They don't only have to come on the 9th of March
2: No, not at all um, They can actually Our official wine route website is za, And people can actually visit us there For unique wine experiences um, We've got really exciting Certain wine pairings happening throughout the year um, you know, because we are so privileged to have at WD, Niederberg, Library, etc., on our doorstep. Um, and then also off-the-beaten-track um, experiences, you know, small wineries where you actually, you know, get a one-on-one with a winemaker, um, you know, when you visit them.
0: This is your big festival coming up now, as I mentioned, next Saturday. What other big festivals can we look forward to in the rest of the year, or is this pretty much the biggest one that you do out there?
2: Um, this is the biggest one that we do. Um, during August, we also have a Shannon and Shiraz um, challenge that we run where we actually select the best pole, um, wine in pole. Um, and that is um, accompanied by, you know, with the consumer tasting, but that's a, a, on a much smaller scale, and it's, it's very one-on-one with the winemakers. And then we also have our Blumiki Festival that's um, taking place in September, and that's... Um, as about two of our wineries, Mill um, and, and Redox Cliff, and then we're also um, launching a new festival in November called our, our Street Carnival, um, with loads of um, food and wine pairings, um, our restaurants really taking part, our art galleries. So it's going to be more of a fun fair um, with more of a tourism um, slant to it than only wine.
0: So you're going to be very busy for the rest of the year. Yes, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a bad thing when it comes to tourism, though.
2: No, I mean, you know, I think it's, it's you know, we're very privileged to to actually live here and, and for me to do this job. So, yeah, it's great.
0: We'll just get to, get to get back to the festival on the 9th of March. The tickets are 100 rand. And what about children under 18, I think, are free. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, children under 18 accompanied by um, adults are, are free. And um, early Booking tickets are um, eighty rand through
0: CompuTicket. Okay, so it's hundred rand if you pitch up, and 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 would then you could you could buy the ticket at your first port of call, whichever winery you decide to go to first. You buy your ticket there, and then you can move along to yes, the others. yeah
2: no. then you get your, your um, tasting glass, that's a stylish tasting glass, your um, access part, your program, um, and then you're on your way.
0: Okay, I just, you mentioned earlier about the onion tartlets Is this sort of why, why the onion tartlet? I'm just curious Well
2: it's actually based on a German Tradition um, You know the, this tradition actually comes from Germany Where it's Peterwasser and Zwiebelkuchen and that's what they call The onion tart and it's really It's the young wine, it's unfiltered wine And um, that they pair with the onion tart Because the young wine It's got a 45% alcohol It's got Sort of has a sweeter taste to it, and the onion tart because it's quite rich actually balance the, the unfolded wine quite well. Um, but yeah, people should not drink too much unfolded wine.
0: No, and uh, <laughs> make sure you eat something, and don't Absolutely. don't drive if you're going to be drinking too much wine.
2: Absolutely, that's why we're doing the shuttles, we're doing the scooter angels. Um, we really um, support responsible drinking,
0: and a really good idea. Possibly stay over for the Saturday evening and come back to Cape Town relaxed on the Sunday. Absolutely. Come join in our lifestyle. Absolutely. Gosh, we would all be permanently relaxed then, Annalise. It just sounds Absolutely. wonderful out there. Yeah, our
2: mountain also has got like very nice energy. Well, there
0: you go. <laughs> it sounds like a wonderful day. I, hope, I wish you much success and loads of people, and uh, we'll look forward to the next one.
2: Thank you, Corin, and thank you once again for the opportunity.
0: Only a pleasure. Thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you, Annalise, good, night. good night, Annalise Struble is the CEO of the Paul Wine Route. And for more information, you can take a look at the website. It's www.omiberg. It's O M M I B E R G Bookings are at CompiTicket, or you can buy your ticket at your first port of call. And if you want to find out more about Paul the tourism, what's happening out there, it's www.paulonline.com. Time to travel with Car and Key. And just a few pieces of information for you. British Airways has announced a series of Discover Canada fares with return flights starting from nine thousand six hundred and sixty-seven rand. The special runs until the 9th of March, so you don't have much time to go. It includes fares to Calgary, Toronto and Vancouver with outbound travel between the 15th and the 30th of April. And if you want more information, you can either contact your local travel agent or you can have a look at the website. It's www.ba. Dot com, And then staying with airline news, um, you might remember I spoke to Swiss airline Edelweiss at the end of last year. Well, they've confirmed that they're reinstating their seasonal Cape Town to Zurich service in October because their first year, which was the 2012-2013 year, was actually pretty good, and they've had promising bookings then, so they've decided to come back. Well, the airline first launched the route in October 2011, and according to Air Business Development Manager Michael Trestle, although the first year presented several challenges, including building brand awareness – A year later, they were already experiencing an extremely positive trend, and that apparently is the driving force for them to continue their seasonal schedule to the mother city. Well, Flights for the new season are slated to depart Cape Town on Tuesdays and Fridays, returning on Mondays and Fridays. And then just a bit of interesting news. I I found this quite amusing. The the U.S. town, it's called Boring, and there's a Scottish village called Dull. Well, the two of them have announced plans for an official Boring and Dull Day in an attempt to lure tourists. Apparently, tourists aren't too happy about going to towns called Boring and Dull. Well, the two settlements agreed to form a transatlantic partnership last summer for no other reason than their mutually mundane names. Well, now, politicians in Oregon, where Boring is found, are attempting to make August the 9th the one year anniversary of their twinning an official day to celebrate all things humdrum and according to Stephen Bates who's apparently been described as the unofficial mayor of boring by the Associated Press the idea to pair the two communities came from a Scottish biker who had passed through the US town last year adding that he's amazed at the attention that the partnership has received Well, no suggestions were offered for how residents might mark the day, but an event in London could prove inspiration. The third annual Boring Conference took place at York Hall in Bethnal Green last November and tickets apparently sold out weeks in advance. It featured featured such amazingly interesting topics such as electricity pylons, yellow lines, toast, shop fronts and self-service checkouts. Not sure if I'll be booking a trip to Boring or Dull anytime soon. Time to travel with Car and Key. You probably recall a few weeks ago, I started putting out little messages on the station and also on my show, Time to Travel, about a feature I was hoping to start called My Town. I was asking you out there to tell me a little bit about where you live and what is so special about where you live. Possibly just one special thing that if somebody came to visit you in your town, you could tell them, oh, you mustn't miss that, or there's got to be something, there's something everywhere. So I was hoping that a lot of people would write in or email me or post something on Facebook, and I've had quite a number of responses. So this evening we're going to hear from... The the first one, there's going to be a number of them, but tonight's the first one. And this is Sandy Trevor-Roberts, and she says she lives in the beautiful KwaZulu-Natal town of Kloof. And she says they've got bragging rights in Kloof. Sandy, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening,
3: Corinne. Yes, we do have bragging rights because the National Geographic said that we are one of the three ideal places in the world to live. Don't ask me which the other two are forgotten. But we are, we are 25 kilometers west of Durban. And when you come up the hill, it's about 1,500 feet feet above sea level. You can feel the difference. The, the, the humidity is far less. Uh, the air is absolutely pristine. There is no industry here. And, it, it, and it's it's and it's temperate climate. It's just beautiful. It's very very lush. Many many millions of trees. Beautiful beautiful gardens. And they say gardening here is not planting. It's cutting back, and that's that's absolutely true. You can see the sea from the top of the of Fields Hill, and you can also we also have this amazing gorge where there are lots of hiking trails. Oh, that's just one of the conservancies. We have quite a few nature reserves here. Where the gorges is the huge one, but there are others as well. And there's also a big memorial park where people can take their dogs and, 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 and meet everybody. And it's just, it's just a splendid, splendid place to be.
0: You mentioned Fields Hill. And to give people some idea of that, those who watch The Comrades, and we watch it yes. on television, that is infamous, um, Fields Hill.
3: Yes, it it's infamous or famous. Well, what kind Would of you, know. Yeah. <laughs> you come you come to Fields Hill through a, a along the old main road and the, through a beautiful canopy of trees and then of course then you hit the the hill which is yeah. after a field a field family which owned this place, it was a farm uh, in the eighteen hundreds and eighteen forties. And um, so it was. A, it was a farm, and the field's name is still very much prevalent here. And they gave this huge area for the SBCA, the golf club, and um, some of the super-rich businessmen in Durban built their homes here uh, as a weekend retreat when it seemed very far away. Which of course is a step away from Durban now. But it's just such a, a such an amazing place. There's so much bird life we even have zebras and small um, game in in the gorge and um, there also there are lots of churches if you want to ascend there are five churches within walking distance um, it's a very public spirited area the conservancies are very much in evidence that keep kloof beautiful people try to keep it beautiful and litter free and pristine and it's a very, very friendly place. There are only two shopping centers, so people go there, and you, and you always bump into people. And people here all have smiles. Everybody's friendly. And it's just, it's just such a splendid place to, to live. And I've um, lived here all my married life, sir. Speaking with strength,
0: yeah. <laughs> You've uh, you mentioned also the Kloof Gorge and the falls, and uh, I think you mentioned that you can actually see it from your property. But there's there's hiking trails. I mean, people want to go walking there. There's that, and there's you know other h- hiking, casual walking. Um, there's a picnic area there as well, and that, which is amazing. And you, I like you said in your email to me that there's an entrance fee, which uh, happily keeps out the litterbugs. Yes, yes. It's a,
3: there's a beautiful Kloof Falls, and for the, for the strollers, there are trails. But for the ones who are, you know, rarely fit, there are six- and eight-hour uh, walks, hikes, and, and with guides, of course, they are here. And so there, there is something for everybody. But especially we love the nature reserves, and it's very country even now. It's all with country roads. And But the birds, we, we have kites and sparrow hawks and owls and just, you know, plentiful, plentiful uh, of everything, plenty now, of everything. Now, you're lucky
0: enough to live up there, Sandy. What yes. if people were coming up there for a holiday, are there lots of places to stay?
3: There are. There, there are lots of lovely B&Bs, no hotels. But, um, well, you can call Macaranga a hotel. It is, yes, it is now. But they're mainly lots of lovely BNBs, beautiful ones. And, um, yes, I can, it's really recommended. Such a stone's throw from Durban. If you, if you, if you need to be staying, watching the rugby or the cricket or whatever is on, um, you can stay in Durban and you can go. And then the airport's not too far away. So everything is just here for
0: everybody. It's wonderful. How, how big is Kloof itself? I mean, loads of people um, living there. It's uh, a quite small community.
3: Gosh, yes. It is. It it used to be. The last count I heard was 15,000. It's probably more like 20,000 now, I
0: would say. Gosh, you're growing in leaps and bounds here.
3: Yes,
0: (laughs) yes, it is. Well, people like you come and talk about a wonderful place like Kloof. Everybody's going to not want to come on a holiday. They're going to want to come and move there. Yes, they do. They should come and move here. That's exactly right. Now, <laughs> you mentioned as well about gardening is not called planting up there. It's, it's called cutting back. <laughs> and you you were telling me in your email that everything there grows in a heartbeat.
3: It does. It, you can just plant, put anything on the ground, it grows. You don't have to nurture it. You just leave it. There's lots of rain, especially this summer. And, um, yes, everything grows. It's, uh, my husband is forever cutting back and cutting back so that we can <laughs> see our view, <laughs> Because our view is so
2: beautiful.
0: And uh, being a relatively, I mean, 15,000 or 20,000 people is not exactly a small place. But what about, you know, people have this sort of addiction to shopping. Can they do that up there?
3: Oh, yes, they, they, they absolutely can. And, of course, the little towns nearby, there's Pine Town down the hill, which uh, used to be quite a fun shopping, but now not, not so great. But you can go to Hillcrest and Gillets, which are the next ones, and Waterfall, which is the next one. So, yeah, there's there's there there's infinite variety of good stuff. Lots of coffee shops, and craft markets, and people are you know into all of that. And but it's a, generally a very friendly, cosy, chummy place, and a wonderful place to raise children. We've done. We've raised four children. here, very very happy, and there's some very good schools, both government and private schools here. Very, very good.
0: Now, nice I, to I, be. I've spoken quite a number of times to the people up in Nottingham Road, up in KwaZulu-Natal, and, and a lot of the, in inverted commas, shopping, if you like, is it's very much artisanal, where people are making cheeses, making this, making... Yes. Is it that same kind of arts and crafts type lifestyle no, available very, there?
3: No, because that is very flat there. This is very undulating. It's very up and down. And, uh, and no, it's a totally different feel from Nottie's. mm
0: and as far it's as, lovely, as, though.
3: I'm lovely. La- Love la- la- Notties, too.
0: As far as, as I've mentioned, things like artisanals, the, the arts and crafters making things, Do they? can yes. you buy that sort of thing there? Is it very much sort of, yes, as you said, it's countryside? They
3: have a Shangweni market, which is uh, where the polo ground is, and, and it's every Saturday from 6. And you wouldn't believe it, but it's just always full, and there's everything to buy from flowers to breakfast to cheese to homemade, all sorts and. Uh, all sorts of paintings and very people have a lot of initiative. They are sewing groups, they are quilting groups, all sorts of interest groups, the Women's Forum, Women's Institute, lots of clubs to join, garden clubs of the law, of course. So there's something for everyone
0: here. Mm. Oh, they should be, called as you called them, cutting back clubs, because you said <laughs> it's not really gardening. It's not planting. Yeah, well, they it's the, all they come with Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> you go and plunk them in your garden. <laughs> Sandy, it sounds like a wonderful place to live, and hopefully people listening to this now have got another destination if they're wanting to go somewhere on holiday, looking yes. for those special places. And as you said, National Geographic once described Kluf as one of the three ideal places in the world to live.
3: I think because of the, the climate and because the there's no there's no industry here and its lichen grows everywhere, and that's an indication that you know how clean the air is.
0: Well, I have to thank you so much for writing in and telling me all about where you live. And uh, as you said, you, you have bragging rights, and you said at the end of your email, I guess that's enough showing off, and by the sounds of it, you're quite entitled to show off. It sounds absolutely <laughs> fabulous up there.
3: Well, I sound like an ambassador, I think.
0: Well, that, that's great. We need more people like you out there that are out there as ambassadors for their own towns because I always believe that we should become tourists in our own towns before we venture out anywhere else. So, well,
3: Before we venture to Australia or America or, or
0: UK. Just definitely. enjoy where you come from. And by all accounts, uh, Sandy, I don't think you'd find a more beautiful place. No. Well, other than Cape Town, you know, but that's just me. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll let you have that. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you so very much for joining us on the show this evening. Such a pleasure and love your program. Thank you, Sandy. I was chatting there with Sandy Trevor-Roberts and she took part in my little project that I'm running now called My Towns. She wrote to tell me about the beautiful KwaZulu-Natal town of Kloof. And if you'd like to highlight your town or a specific area of interest in your town, please drop me an email on travel at safm.co.za or you can post it on Facebook, go to travel on SAFM. So start thinking and drop me a line. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.
3: Time to travel with Car and Key.
0: Well, joining us in the studio again this evening is Teresa Shevawa, and she is the MD of Trafalgar. And you might remember over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about their inspired holidays. One, we went off to the English Country Gardens in the UK. We've been to explore the battlefields of World War One and World War II. Well, something slightly different, a little more on the decadent side. We're going to experience their flavors of Italy tour. Teresa, good evening. Welcome back to the show. It's
4: lovely to be here. Thank you, Corinne. This sounds... Oh,
0: i I was just reading through some of the things that you were going to experience and i thought i'm getting hungry just reading about this (laughs) so tell me now this uh, flavors of italy too it's one of your inspired holidays just give us a little bit of background for those maybe who've missed out on the last couple of interviews we've done what exactly is the inspired holiday all about
4: right so the inspired holidays have really been put together to attract people that want to go over Uh, to a specific place in Europe with a particular interest, like we did with the World War I and II. You know, with the centenary year coming up next year, there's a huge interest and a following of people that are interested in in actually hearing and learning more about the World War I and II. The same as the English Country Gardens. You know, we felt that after the Olympics, many people wanted to go back to UK to see a little bit more of the heritage of England. So we put this wonderful, inspired holiday together for them. And now going back to the food, you know, there are so many people that ask me about food tours. You know, can they go on a cooking tour? What can they do to arrange, you know, going over and having the whole experience of actually having a lesson of cooking in a specific area like Italy? I mean Italy, the first thing you think of when you think of Italy is all the wonderful flavours, the delicious uh, dishes um, and that beautiful cuisine that they have.
0: The thing about, I've been looking through the itinerary of this uh, flavours of Italy tour, but the thing about this Teresa, it's not just all about the food. You get to see the highlights of the history i mean because italy is full of the most amazing places to visit which don't involve the food so you're getting almost a bit of both worlds effectively and you can also go do shopping in the markets we'll go we'll go through it now in a moment but there's shopping in the markets you're going to learn to cook in a restaurant you're going to enjoy um I think it's wine tasting on a wine farm you're going to That's go and eat right. and drink with the people who live and work there. So it's really in, in involving yourself in life yes. in Italy. I mean yes, gosh. Sure. Do people actually want to get back home and get on the bus <laughs> and come back?
4: Well Italy is <laughs> one of our favorite destinations, I must tell you, Corin. We've got over twenty Different itineraries just on Italy, wow. with various, various different combinations of different er- visiting different areas of Italy. So for us, um, you know, people were going back to Italy and again and again. We had to offer them something different. So it's not only about the food, as you say. We've just pulled that thread out as a common interest that people have of why they'd love to go back to Italy, and we've built around that and included all the wonderful sites to give them a beautifully black- balanced uh, guided holiday.
0: The other thing about your tours, Teresa, I know noticed from the last time we were speaking as well it's not effectively a south african tour group that goes over to wherever you're going this is an international group of people so you're getting to meet people from literally all over the world who'll be joining you on this
4: holiday yes well all over the english-speaking world Mm. you know we have a huge following from america canada australia new zealand uk and of course south africa we make up quite a small portion actually but it is lovely to meet you know as we would say like-minded people people with a common interest, and you can all communicate easily and freely. So it's a a lovely way to meet friends as well. You know, I've got the most amazing stories of people that went on their first guided holiday with us, met up with people from, you know, Canada and America, whatever, and since then, they've been joining up on different holidays, meeting each other as friends. They're travel
0: companions almost. Yes, exactly. So you talk a lot of the time about the different tours, but you're talking from personal experience a lot of the time, because you've actually gone to check this out. You're not sort of sending us (laughs) off on... Into uncharted waters, as it were. No, no. You've actually been there, done that, got the T-shirt. This is fabulous, you said. Yes. So let's send everybody else off to No, absolutely.
4: No, we get to enjoy the holidays. I mean, I've been with a company for several years, enjoyed many, many of their wonderful, wonderful holidays. And every time I come back, and I say this to my staff, every time I come back and I say, you know, I'm actually underselling this product. I had the most magnificent <laughs> holiday. I really should gush about it more because you really do have the time of your life. It is a wonderful experience. It's a wonderful way to really see Europe. Right, so let's start off now. So we're arriving in Rome. Yes. First of all, how long is this tour? Okay, this is a 10 day tour. Okay. Okay, 10 days meaning it's nine nights and 10 days. Okay. And we start off in Rome, and I always, you know, want to suggest to people that Rome is such an amazing city. You've only got two days there with, with Trafalgar. Why not? add an extra night and start off with a day on your own in Rome because there is so much to do in Rome and also after a long flight you know you can recover a little bit, familiarise yourself um, in the city it's very easy to get around Rome and then start the holiday with us
0: okay, So, so you advising people, pitch up a day early, up a day do your early. own thing, get yourself all sorted and together yes. and then go off on this and adventure on the, the, the next days. day
4: And of course okay. we can arrange that for you as well at exactly the same hotel so it won't be an inconvenience to you. But starting off in Rome, you know, as you say, you there are many sites in Rome that you just have to see. And you first of all meet your travel director. Now your travel director is a local director. They really do know the area. They're born and raised in that area, so they can give you a lot of information right from the onset of the trip.
0: Would he then stay with you for the duration of the, well, the 10 entire
4: days? duration of the trip? And really, he. They're an absolute pleasure to be around because they're so proud, they love their country, they just can't tell you enough about every place that you visit. So on the first day, you have what we call a little welcome reception where you get to have a few snacks and a glass of wine, meet your travel director and he gets to tell you exactly what's going to happen over the next few days, how everything works you get to meet your fellow you know, companions and the travellers that you'll be with for the next 10 days and then from the next day you actually start your um, city sightseeing trip. You know in the evening, that evening you still get to do an orientation, a little trip of Rome and in the lights and everything it's mm. really quite lovely and it's just a drive around where he points out very different sites you can get out for a snapshot but that's all included you know the orientation sightseeing the sighting is all included on the very next day we have a nice early start on day two and here of course is your first real taste of sightseeing with a group of Rome so you're going to get to see you know all the major sites the Colosseum the Circus Maximus and um, the Roman Forum there also you're going to have a local guide Even though you've got our travel director with you throughout the trip, you still have local specialist guides. So you'll still meet the guide. And um, again, it's getting to see and uh, meet another Italian face, another person that has their own little story to tell you. And they take you on this lovely sightseeing trip of Rome. And then the following day, of course, you leave Rome. You know, that's how quickly it all happens. The next day, um, you're going off to uh, Colovaldessa. And here, it's quite a long drive through uh, Grieven in Chianti. Of course, this is the Chianti wine region. So this is where it all starts because here you're going to get an opportunity to actually go to a wine farm, see how the wine is produced, do the wine tastings, enjoy a glass of wine. You know, as on all of our... Um, holidays that are that travel through wine regions we include the local wine with their dinners as well oh, right okay. so you get to experience that Chianti wine which is very very tasty I must say I enjoyed it very very much and then they start to tell you about the different foods in the different region and of course here you'll get to visit an olive oil outlet you know olive oil is very very big in Italy and there are many places that you can go to to actually see how it's produced to hear exactly what the difference is between virgin and extra virgin you know so many people worry about or wonder about um, all the different oils there you really get to taste the most delicious extra virgin oils and you get to enjoy it with as part of your meals as well. You have one of
0: those Be My Guest dinners, I think, while you're yes. in that area. Yes,
4: and that is really run. Again, a Be My Guest experience is where we invite our guests into the home of locals. Often our guests say to us that they want a true, authentic experience. They want to meet the locals, and this is how the Be My Guest experience came about. So they get to be invited into this family-owned vineyard. It's a beautiful, beautiful vineyard. It really has a lovely view over the over the Chianti Hills and here they get to actually enjoy a dinner the family come out and you know let them um, enjoy all the tastings of the oils of the wines of what have you and they lay on a lovely meal for them so it really is a very very nice experience and then we're off to Florence Florence after we've enjoyed all of that yes and of course Florence is an absolutely beautiful area um, you know, I know, every time I've been to Italy, I've always made sure that I go to Florence. Well, it's synonymous with
0: Michelangelo. It. So yes. I'm sure you're going off to go and see something about him. Oh, yes. Mm. I mean,
4: besides all the art galleries, also the food. I mean, the food is absolutely lovely. This is where your guide's going to take you on a walking tour to the academia. And this, as, you, as you say, you know, to see some of Michelangelo's works and, and, and specifically to see the statue of David. Because that statue alone, you can have a 40-minute talk <laughs> just on that statue. Okay. It's so incredible. But you learn so much about the life of Man- michelangelo not only about his works and then you of course you go and get to uh, walk around that area there's so much to see the lovely marbled um, duomo and um, get to have a little glass of wine And and here they start talking about the basic principles of Italian cooking and Italian cuisine. Now, what happens is the travel director starts to teach you a few Italian phrases and a few Italian words. Because what's going to happen in the next days is you're going to have to use those few words that you've (laughs) learned to go to the market and to actually go and buy the produce, the local produce, to bring back with you for your cooking lesson with a professional chef.
0: So it's all a lot of
4: fun, you know, as he starts to tell you, no, no. now remember, you know, these are the words that you need to know and you're practicing as you go along. So it's a lot of fun as you go along as well. The Tuscan lifestyle experience, this is of course where you're going to actually to go to the market. What happens is you go to the fruit and vegetable market in Florence. And you meet your professional chef. Now, he is a professional Italian chef. You know, he does things his way. He wants the exact ingredients. And you set off to go and purchase these ingredients, which is a lot of fun. You know, you don't expect when you go on a trip like this that you actually go have to do for your that. Meal. <laughs> and it's amazing the stories we've heard of people coming back with to- the totally wrong ingredients, <laughs> the incorrect thing. But nevertheless, it's a lot of fun. And um, then, you know, the chef, the professional chef takes over. He starts to do the demonstration. Explains everything to you, produces this delicious meal, and of course, while he's doing that, everyone's in gla- enjoying a glass of shanty wine. Um, the tables are set, and you all get to, you know, participate in that and enjoy an absolutely lovely meal—a a true Italian meal.
0: So now, then, where are we off to after well, that? Well, we're off
4: to you on day six. We're off to Parma via Pisa. Of course, again, you can't drive right drive right you past can't miss Pisa. The Leaning Tower, no. Of course not. And here we go to um, the amazing Leaning Tower. You get to see that lovely, majestic cathedral, all beautiful. And, of course, this is all in the square of miracles. And people love to take their photographs here. Anyone that's been to Italy has got pictures of them trying to push up (laughs) the leaning tower, (laughs) you know, the infamous one. Yes. Um, So, and then, again, you're going to travel... Uh, end up in Parma, where you're going to have another highlight dinner. And again, it's going to be all about the local specialities of that area of Parma that you're going to hear about and you're going to enjoy with your dinner, which is also included. From Parma up to Bologna? Bologna, yes. Now, again, also, you know, Bologna... And the connection to spaghetti bolognese, yes. I suppose you yeah. would say, in South Africa. But again, but it's renowned. Those, I think all
0: cured meats, I think people would yes. have that in mind as well. You know, Parma, exactly. they're thinking of Parma ham, course, for yes. example. And there's prosciutto yes. and mortadella. And mortadella, yes. Yeah, okay, so I'm drooling
4: now. And so then you're tasting that all along the way. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so prepare to put on a little bit of weight on this trip as well. Um, but again, this is a really, this area is renowned for its Culinary tradition, and they tell you about the tradition as well. It's not only just about tasting; it is lovely to hear about the traditions. And um, you get uh, the your local guide who takes you to various little shops to show you the delicacies. You know, you might want to purchase something and bring it back with you.
0: Good thing here, though, is he's taking you on a walking tour, so yes, trying to get rid of all that stuff you've eaten the day before. Yes, it okay. is a
4: lovely walk. And you know, in Italy, the Italians walk. Let me tell you, they really do walk. There's so much to see, and sometimes it's just much easier. Often the places that you're visiting, the roads are very narrow. You can get lost in an instant just walking on your own, walking through. But it's lovely to be with your guide that he can point out the various shops that ha- that are specialists in specific different um, ingredients um, for you to try and whatever. So that's a really lovely day as well. And again, you'll be, you know, that evening you could actually go out on your own and try, you know, one of the local restaurants of your own. You can do your own thing that evening. So um, it gives you a little break from the rest of the group, you've been with them all day and you can t- have a little bit of free time in that evening. Sounds
0: wonderful and then we're off to this, the magical place. Yes, the magical the place magical of The magical place Venice. of Venice, gosh yes. you can't miss Venice, I mean that would just be
4: a crime. Yes, I mean what I've loved about this trip so far is that you know you've had three nights in Tuscany so it hasn't been a very fast pace, it's been mm. quite slow and you've enjoyed the time and now you're going to end off in Venice, so it's almost been a one way trip from Rome you've travelled north all the way up to Venice and you're ending off again with two nights in Venice. But again, you know, we include so much on that trip that I would definitely suggest that people consider staying an extra night in Venice because, you know, it's lovely to have that little bit of time on your own. You know, in Venice, we do what we call a secret walking tour. Because, you know, our travel directors love to take you on little walks to show you the sites that you would never, ever find in a guidebook of your own. You know, you have to be a local to know the places that they they mm. take you to enjoy. We call them the little hidden treasures, the stories and the places that they take them to, uh, our lovely guests to, that they would never find given they were just traveling on their own. And that's the beauty of traveling on a Trafalgar guided holiday. But um, they get to see so much. And, you know, Venice is busy right through the year. Of course, during the carnival, it's it's a little more busy, but um, it's busy... Uh, Right throughout the year, and it's a beautiful place to visit. And again, you're finding out about the regional cuisine and just really seeing Venice for everything that it is. We have a lovely little excursion there where you can go off to Burano, a little island just off um, Venice, close to Venice. I went there the last time I was there for a lovely seafood feast, which was absolutely delicious. And I would highly recommend that people do that little excursion as well, because again, that's something that you know it's not included, but you can take it as an excursion but it's well worth it to go to to it was a lovely lovely day and of course you know you have a bit of time to do your own thing in Venice many people want to go and see the glass blowing of course we include that you get to really see these artisans you know with skills from many many years back doing the glass blowing Um, and it's lovely it's really, really interesting to see. While you're in Italy, as I say, you're starting and ending in two of the most magnificent cities. Stay an extra night at the beginning in Rome and at the end in Venice, and you really will enjoy this trip for the lovely culinary experience, the flavours of Italy, as well as a little bit of time on your own.
0: Right, so now we get down to all the brass tack things. So tell me what this tour actually includes.
4: The entire trip from when you arrive in Rome until... The last day in Venice will cost you around 21,200 rand per person. That's 10 days, and it's first class all the way. All the little excursions, all the sightseeing is included, although we do offer some optional excursions. All the hotels, first class hotels, your travel director, all the local guides, the wonderful accommodation that we include. Um, And then, of course, we get to the meals. Now, here we have a lot of specialty meals because... No, apart from your nine hot buffet breakfasts that are included, you also get your Italian cooking lesson um, with the highlight lunch because, of course, you're going to enjoy that lunch. And five evening meals where we include the wine as well, the local wine. And that also includes your Be My Guest dinner and all the hidden treasures. Um, so lot it lot really includes. is a lot included. It's a fabulous, fabulous trip. Now, all the entrances
0: to the different sites, oh, that's all included Everything as well? Everything
4: that we include all the sites, the siting, and you know it's, it's not only about the fee the entrance fee, it's also about arranging your way into these sites mm. because many of these sites you're going to, if you were travelling on your own. In a queue for a day Exactly, you would be standing in a queue for hours. Um, with Trafalgar you really do travel like a VIP because you skip all the queues mm. and that in itself saves you a lot of time because you're able to really make the, you know, get the best enjoyment of every single moment of your day. And although little things as we mentioned before about the baggage as well you know the the portrait tips the baggage unit, you know for us to take care of your baggage from beginning to end for you not have to having to lug your baggage around you know in and out of taxis in and out of cars and what have you it also adds to the enjoyment and the overall enjoyment of your trip and you're traveling by luxury coach and luxury this. coaches our coaches are wonderful our drivers as you can imagine driving through Italy know the area like the back of their hand so you you really are you know driven around very safely um, with our travel director, reclining seats, beautiful panoramic view windows. They're very, very comfortable.
0: And if people are wanting to find out more about this, Teresa, where would be the best place to go to find out?
4: Well, by all means, visit our website on www.trafalgar.com. We have all our offerings, all our itineraries on there with prices and departures and what have you. Um, But if you're wanting to call or you're wanting to book, please contact your nearest travel agent, your ASATA travel agent, or you're welcome to call us as well on Johannesburg 280 8400.
0: Okay, and how often do these tours depart to Italy?
4: <coughs> wow. Well, this specific one is is very, very. It's going to be a real uh, popular one because this is new. This is very this new. This is new this year, and I know already the early departures are filling up. But we have four departures every month, literally. So if we've got four departures in May, June, wow. July, August, September, and then three in October as it starts to you know go into the to the low season. How many people do you take per tour? Well, we normally take around forty-seven people but often it's anything from, say, 25 and up. Teresa,
0: it sounds magical. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on the show.
4: You're welcome. Thanks very much.
0: Teresa Shevauer is the MD of Trafalgar, and she was talking to us this evening about their brand new inspired holiday called Flavors of Italy. Now, if you'd like to find out more about this, there are a couple of things you can do. You can either contact your local Asita travel agent. You can have a look at Trafalgar's website, which is www.trafalgar.com, or you can call Trafalgar in Johannesburg on 011-280-8400, 011-280-8400. And that's it for time to travel for this week. I'm Karen Key. Thanks for joining me this evening. And I'll be back with you next Monday evening, just after nine, with the law report. And being the first Monday of the month, I'll be joined in studio by attorney Michael Bagram. And we'll be talking about labour law. So join me then. If you need any information about something you've heard this evening, you can email me on travel at safm.co.za or take a look at the Facebook page, Travel on SAFM. And don't forget to drop me a line to let me know what you'd recommend to tourists in your town or your city.